right, welcome back to Building a Fighter. It's Dr. Austin Shane. As always, I have Alex Friedman with me, badass strength coach in Denver, Colorado. We have a guest today, actually our first guest ever. Uh, we're, we brought on Christina Chu uh, to talk to us a little bit about dietetics, nutrition, her whole world. Um, and Christina, tell us a little bit about yourself. Thank you, Austin. I'm so excited to be your first guest. I actually just found out two seconds ago that I was your first <laughs> guest um, and I am perspiring like no other. <laughs> um, so I am a Chicago-based performance dietitian consultant. And basically what that means is I'm a dietitian, I'm also known as a nutritionist, a nutritionalist, a nutrition coach, a macro coach, <laughs> any of those titles, honestly, I will take it. Um, and I help athletes and other high performers um, really solidify their nutrition. And so a lot of my nutrition follows under what I call structure, but having some sort of flexibility. So to give you an example, I am here in Chicago and our buildings are built super tall. And when you build a very, very tall building, it needs to have walls around it, obviously. But those walls can't be super stiff because if those walls are super stiff, the building's going to crack or the building's going to fall over. Same thing with your nutrition, right? We need to have some sort of structure. We can't just kind of say good luck because then what's the point of my job? Um, but we also need to have some sort of flexibility because there's obviously going to be times in life where you can't be super strict. So that unfortunately doesn't have a name to it. I can't like tag keto or paleo or whatever <laughs> dietitian. It's yeah. it's that. It's a very lengthy right. process. Um, so basically, that's that's a, the um, preemptive of what a performance dietitian is. Um, so that's anything from nutrition and food, obviously, um, hydration, supplements, and things like that. So the first thing I I just know a lot of my fighters always say they're going to their nutritionist. They're going to their nutritionist. Can you just elaborate a little bit on the difference between what you would do and somebody with a precision nutrition uh, certification? <laughs> yeah, um, that's a really good question. Um, I have a funny story. So I once was talking to someone who is a precision nu nutrition coach and, you know, he knew I was a dietitian. So we started talking and I was like, we were talking about hunger hormones and I'm like, oh, do you remember ghrelin? Like, what does ghrelin do? And he was like, I have no idea. I'm like, what does leptin do? He's like, I don't, I don't even know what that is. I'm like, so what do you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so basically, um, as a dietitian, I have spent like forever in school. That's dramatic. I've spent four years of undergrad plus two-ish of grad school to get my master's, um, as well as a 1,200-hour internship. So think about that kind of like a medical residency, um, just like how your doctors, right? Your doctors need to go to um, residency and work in a hospital. Same thing with us, uh, except we're on the nutrition side. In the other end of a nutritionist, that's pretty much an unregulated term. So kind of like coach, like anyone can be a coach. Um, same thing with a nutritionist. So I was like, like you guys, you guys are both nutritionists now. Welcome. <laughs> thank you. Yes. Thank you made you. it. You can put it on your bio. Congratulations. <laughs> I don't know that I want to do that. <laughs> uh, but it's pretty much an unregulated term. I always say like the homeless guy in the street could be a nutritionist and sell you plans. Um, and there's really no governing body to make sure that what he's doing is ethical. Um, I do have a governing body and I do have a code of ethics. So if I do anything wrong, um, people can report me, which I think is a good thing. Um, yeah. 
there's also like like you said there's precision one nutrition coaches which they do have like a board or like a certification process like holistic nutrition i know also has um, a certification process but the really cool thing that i like about dietetics is the super super strong medical background and the fact that i was in the hospital like i was helping people with dialysis i was doing tube feeds um i was i watched someone die like all of these really crazy medical things um, that are really just the foundation of nutrition, health, wellness, performance. Um, I got to see the later end of that, the more extreme end. These athletes are easy peasy. Don't tell them. But compared <laughs> to everyone else who's got like a laundry list of conditions, these athletes are super fun to work with. We'll say that. <laughs> yeah. No, like, and that's what I always talk about. Like when people ask me what it's like to work with professional fighters, like on the healthcare side of things. They're, they're so much easier than regular people. So much easier. <laughs> like you can't, it's, it's one of those things. Everybody thinks it needs to be crazy. Like, Oh, for on the nutrition side, how many calories, all these different things for, for football player, if you will, mm -hmm. it's the same thing with like, Hey, a, a squat is a squat is a squat. It doesn't matter if it's Max Holloway doing it or your grandmother. Like it's a yeah. squat. <laughs> yeah. Literally everyone eats, everyone poops, everyone pees everyone sleeps like this is there's no exception it's not like once you sign a contract like you just suddenly don't have bowel movements like yeah. we still need to talk about them you know <laughs> um so yeah but no i think that's super fun too because i don't know like for me working with athletes it's, it makes it a lot more interesting because you know even though everybody eats even though everybody performs or is active or should be active you know a lot of times the athletes that you're working on working with are already better than you at what you're doing right yeah. And so it, it makes your job super interesting and a lot more dynamic um, than working with the general population or just trying to, I guess, consider everything that you can. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And don't get me wrong. I love working with athletes. I'm a very sarcastic person and that will definitely <laughs> come across. Um, but it's just like I always say to my athletes, like, listen, like, for example, I remember this one case I had where it was like um, – I think it was around like a 40 year old on dialysis. And basically what that means is their blood needs to pump out of their body to be cleaned um, because their organs don't work as well anymore. Um, and this particular person was in like the fitness competition world and was basically like, I destroyed my body. And now at the ripe age of 40, I'm sitting next to 80 and 90 year olds getting my blood pumped out of my body. And so I'm able to kind of use that as leverage. And I'm like, hey, like, I know what happens towards the end. I know, I know what's going to happen to you in 40 and 50 years if you don't make these changes. Um, the younger ones are like, I don't really care. But like, sometimes, especially as you move. <laughs> Hi, that's me. That's, uh, that's yes, me. Austin has a lot of experience in that type of realm. Yeah. So my, my diet typically consists of brown or tan foods, um, okay. typic typically of the fried chicken variety. <laughs> we can make it work. And then nothing that has green, red, yellow, purple, or orange. He's been so working about, on it, though. What about like cauliflower? Like, do you like cauliflower? I, I don't do cauliflower. Okay. <laughs> no, I do. Like, I eat broccoli. I, I have a green shake every day. Like, I do the whole, like, base basic level. Like, yeah. I just try to keep living. Okay. But definitely not optimal we'll put it that way <laughs> yeah well if that's not a main focus that's totally fine yeah well the sad part is like i don't let any of my athletes do that because that's what fucked up my entire career that's why you mm -hmm. that's why i got hurt all the time was just i ate like dog shit and i didn't recover so i'm very as for me that knows not a lot i know they're not going to do what i did I ain't gonna let them do that <laughs> <laughs> there you go 
No, but I think that that's an interesting observation. And uh, Christina and I have kind of worked with wrestlers or have collaborated, but and we met at the UFC Performance Institute where she did a week-long in-service, a week-long uh, experience, and, and she got a little insight into the combat sports world. And I think that, again, nutrition is super heavily influential on the population that we're talking to, a population that we work with with wrestling, jiu-jitsu, MMA, because there's a making weight component. Right. And that all the time um, and I won't get too much into what I'm working on, but that all the time gets messed up. Right. Cutting weight is, is one of the most unhealthy things that I think athletes can do. Um, is there a time and place? Yes. So be it. But um, but I think that's where a lot of the, the cross section here comes in that nutrition is such a big topic that I think building a fighter should talk about and should be part of. But and luckily we have this resource with Christina, too enlighten us a little bit rather than me and Austin trying to talk about something that we we know enough to be dangerous exactly (laughs) that's a good way to phrase it Um, but yeah absolutely nutrition is such a key role I mean into making weight yeah I would say it's probably one of the biggest things or one of the first things that these athletes go towards, right? If you think, especially with your amateurs, it's like, all right, so I'm not going to eat all day for um, seven days and I'm going to make weight. (laughs) (laughs) Also me. Been there. (laughs) um, But yeah. And I mean, I think, I think at the bare bones of it is just, just people don't seek out good resources or they just listen to their coach or their mentor or one of their buddies on the team that makes weight all the time. So it's like, um, I think it's just getting more exposure and getting people into the hands of a registered dietitian of of somebody that has done the extensive education that you've gone through, Christina, and that, that knows and can guide them in a helpful sense, not guide them in a let's get it done sense. Yeah. And like, here's the thing, like, I already know that let's say I'm talking to a weight class athlete, I already know they know how to cut weight, like, it's not my job to teach you how to do that. I'm I'm cool with not teaching you how to do that. Right. But it's my job to help you cut weight efficiently, and to cut weight and not feel absolutely terrible by the time that you weigh in and by the time of your competition. Yep. Yep, that was <laughs> Everyone <me. laughs> has been raising their hand. Everyone is like, I relate so hard. Yes. Um, yeah. But like, that's so important because someone and it you can kind of make the crossover to endurance athletes. It's the difference between running across the finish line and like that person who's crawling. Mm-hmm. And I've stood at that marathon finish line, not running it, just observing. But <laughs> I've seen that happen where people will literally run across the finish line and it's like they can keep running. Same thing in weight class sports. It's the people who when they wrestle or when they fight or when they box, it's like they're breathing totally fine. And their opponent is like, you can see the physical effect of their fatigue. Um, And that can be someone who wins and someone who loses. So really, I would argue that it's, it's, we should start trending towards everyone in a weight class sport should see a dietitian, a nutritionist, whomever um, to help with this, because you can, you can wrestle all you want. You can box all you want. You can get your skills as high, but like that final week, it's like really about the weight, you know? Absolutely. And it's like, how much of a detriment to your performance is that going to be? Because it's super acutely impactful. And it's, I don't know, I, for me, I'm thinking about a match that I wrestled against Luther college and I had a bad cutting weight experience or whatever. I made weight, I still got all that done. But then like I go out on the mat and I'm wrestling number one run ranked guy in the nation, right? I get off to a good start. I'm up six to seven to zero. I hit him with a throw, but then I'm just gassing the rest of the match. I don't know what's wrong. I don't, I like, and it's not that I'm out of shape, right? I've been 
wrestling every day. I've been doing my conditioning and everything, but it's just the weight cut was awful for me. And then the conditioning all of a sudden wasn't there. I think, um, like you're saying, an endurance I sport. Remember, you got you kind of got fucked up in that match. <laughs> well, right. I mean, you're up seven to nothing. You should win a match, right? <laughs> you should not let that deteriorate and then lose in overtime. It was awful. Rough anyway. point. Rough <laughs> point. An endurance sport is called bonking, right? So... <laughs> We'll we'll take the focus off of me a little bit. <laughs> You're like back in my day, <laughs> right? Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, no, but yeah, I mean that that is so 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 important, and mm-hmm. you kind of read at the point. Like you made weight. I mean, if you think about it on paper, you technically made weight. So to your coach, who cares? Like you know, Alex made weight. Great. Like the next step, and I feel like sometimes whenever that happens, those moments where you bonk out it's not a skill thing. It's, it's a, this could have been prevented through your nutrition and manipulating it in a certain way. Um, and you were like a young 20 year old who didn't want to think about that. (laughs) Well, and to speak, Christina, to speak to your point where you were talking about bringing every combat sports athlete should have a dietitian in their corner. Yes. It's something that we, with building a fighter, we try to talk about every athlete should have their own team around them. That's the whole purpose of this, right? It's bringing skill coaches, strength coaches, healthcare, and dietetics into one spot and being able to provide a good network for people with skills with combat athletes all around the, around the globe, essentially. But every major sport has a dietitian on staff. Every single NFL team, I believe, every single MLB team, and every single NHL team and NBA I know like I have one of the guys I work with that's an offensive lineman. He needs, he's trying to gain seven pounds this off season. And he was looking for like private people in our area. And then he decided, I just told him like, yeah, you know, your team probably has this. He goes in, they have three. Mm -hmm. I'm like, (laughs) like if all of these other major sports have somebody on staff that handles their nutrition, why don't our combat athletes? It doesn't make sense. Yeah. Especially in a sport where making weight is a huge factor. This is the most important sport for you to have. (laughs) It's nonsense. Yeah. And Uh, nutrition can be like in, if you were taking it in a severe way, which it was, I think it was like 20 years ago when someone died. Um, It's mm -hmm. quite literally life or death. (laughs) Three people. Three people died. Yeah. 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 Great. They were at our college. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Rough. Yeah. Oh, yikes. Okay, someone cut that out. Someone <laughs> someone in the studio cut that out, please. <laughs> um, Never. I've already I've tried to get I've tried Don't to get off because some of the things I say out, but he won't do it. Yeah. That's such a production thing. Just cut that out. Just cut it out. <laughs> um, so to I just yeah. to pivot away to pivot away from death. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so something I know I told a couple of my guys we we're having you on tonight and they had some questions. I'm not going to name names, but they know who they are. Sure. The first one that all three of the people I talked to, they want to know the difference between a carb burner versus a fat burner. And I figured for you, as far as like energy systems and like on the end, like bringing in energy side of things, mm-hmm. can you talk, talk on the difference just from a nutrition standpoint of a carb burner versus a fat burner? Yeah. Um, so I think this would be something where me and Alex play a crucial role. So this is like you're quite literally seeing the whole interdisciplinary aspect just fall into place here. But from a nutrition side of things, think about it like also kind of like strength conditioning. It's like if you don't use it, you lose it. Right. Yeah. And so if you provide that stimulus for your body, your body is going to use it. 
we're pretty efficient in the way of utilizing energy. We really don't want energy to go to waste because that, if you think about thousands and thousands of years ago, that led to you dying <laughs> out in the woods. Like <laughs> yeah. natural back selection, death. back, back to, to death. death. <laughs> Great. It all circles back. I see a theme here tonight, you guys. Um, no, but <laughs> that is very me. That is very me. Um, no, but we have to be able to utilize energy efficiently. We've quite literally bred ourselves to be this way. Mm-hmm. If we are someone who eats a lot of carbs, and don't get me wrong, carbs are great. We love carbs. They're very, very amazing. They taste amazing, right? Brown foods. Am I right? Yes. Am I right? Tan yes. foods. All of them. Tan yep. foods. Yep. All of them. All the carbs. Yeah. <laughs> um, if we eat a lot of carbs, our body's gonna be able to utilize carbs more, right? Mm-hmm. However, we don't have a lot of carbs to, to use. Like carbs are a precious, almost like a precious metal. Um, we do have some on hand in our liver and our muscle glycogen that will always be on store for us, obviously, survival. Um, but it's it's not as like voluminous as other fat mm-hmm. source, but other energy stores like fat. I already said it, guys. Um, so fat is is something that can burn for a long period of time. So think about it like coal. Like coal burns for a long period of time, and it doesn't quite make a spark like um, like a matchstick would, but it it's there. It provides heat. It gets the job done. Mm-hmm. Think of fat as like your coal. So we have a lot of fat stores. I can't remember the exact calorie. That's like the average person, but it's somewhere in like the forty or fifty thousand, like something thousand. That's okay. like two numbers. So like five decimal places or five places. <laughs> Anyways, um, that's how my brain works. My brother is a PhD or getting his PhD in math. So like that's where just oh, it like it, runs in the family. We're like very. Why? I don't know. But I love him. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. I'm it's still trying to figure that out. It's probably super useful. And you wouldn't understand if she explained it, Austin. Th- uh, that's yeah. I wouldn't even understand. I wouldn't understand. I would speak and I wouldn't understand what I was saying. <laughs> Anyways, um, so we have a ton of fat sources, fat stores in our body. Um, and so we want to be able to utilize that fat for as long as possible and save your carbs for last. Um, so again, we're bringing it back to that like marathon example of running across this across the finish line, utilizing that carb, saving it for last versus crawling across the finish line is utilize your carb at mile 20 instead of 26. Um, does that make sense with fat versus um, carb burning. So basically the emphasis is that if we want to try and get more to a fat burning state, if you will, you have Mm -hmm. to be able to incorporate more fats into your diet. That's things like avocados, nuts, cheeses, oils, butters. Yes, that includes butter. People can have butter. Yes. Uh, yes. Okay, watch it. Cool it. Cool it. (laughs) (laughs) Don't put butter on top of your fried chicken. (laughs) That's exactly you don't, what Austin you would don't do. do that. That's exactly do what Austin do. But no, I've, already, think... <laughs> I've already done it and I'm not going back. <laughs> God. But no, I think one of the, the best things that, that you've told me, Christina, is that like, and you've kind of talked about with carbs and talked about the fats for it just now is that like, no food is inherently evil. Food is not bad. Like it's not bad to eat carbs. It's not bad to eat fats. I think um, that's something that, again, society sends very mixed messages about, um, but I think, like you said, you're hitting the nail on the head where it's just finding an adequate balance and f- figuring out um, what you're going to use in said workout or how you're going to use it um, proportionally. Because yeah. that's what I think about as a strength conditioning coach is like, what intensity are we going at? And like, how does that change um, 
what substrate or what energy store that we're going to use. Right. As we start to play into the heart rate zones, and then that's when I'm like, I don't know. We're going to pass this on to strength and conditioning. Um, but, and, and I'm like, I don't want to touch people, like things like that. But anyways, um, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Like there, there is a time and place for every single food. Um, and that, and if you notice in a fighter's diet um, or any weight class athlete's diet, there's never really any food that's missing um, unless it's for like a strategic reason. To my point, though, um, to kind of play devil's advocate with myself, um, just because we want to have, you know, we want to be able to eat fat to use fat. Um, there's also a timing aspect to nutrition, too. If you have let's OK, let's give an example. If you had fries with fried chicken and then a milkshake, 30 minutes. Oh, baby. Oh. Here we go. Let's go. <laughs> All right. That's a feels, wrap. Christina. That is a wrap. Let's go grab food. <laughs> you know what um, I mean. <laughs> but if we have that 30 minutes before your training session, does that feel good or does that feel bad? Yeah. That's the it only thing normal. I've had. That's the only thing I've had. So probably <laughs> no good. It feels normal. Austin, it feels, we, we always, we it feels about, right. We it talk about right. optimal training. Austin's always been at, you know, 45% uh, because he's eating motion. <laughs> he's just like sweating. <laughs> um, but to answer my own question, because you guys are pretty much helpless. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yep. it's pretty, it's my show. Welcome yes. to building a fighter. My name is Christina Chu and I run this town. <laughs> there we go. All right. I like that. I like that. Um, <laughs> but it's not going to make you feel good. So I think sometimes we can kind of get in our own heads and take advice to blatantly um, and think, okay, she said, I need to eat fat in order to become a fat burner i'm gonna have some fat right before my work or right before my workout that way i can utilize it right away it may not work like that because there's a digestive system component now to it because fat takes longer to digest and if it's still sitting in your stomach and now you're starting to work out your blood is going to your stomach but also your muscles and now it's kind of getting confused mm -hmm. um and then that's when people have like bloating or they have to go to the bathroom during the workout I don't know if you've ever experienced that, Alex, <laughs> training your people or you, yeah. Austin, but it's like right like when they run and you're like, oh, God. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oof. Rough See one. Nasty. Um, but I mean, obviously, after that, like, is that their best workout? Likely not. Um, and so we have to take that into consideration, too. Yeah. And that was one of my biggest kind of questions coming in. And that's what I get from my athletes most often is like and they hit on nutrition timing a lot. And it's like, what do I eat right before my workout? Like, when should I eat it? Blah, blah, blah. And I mean, it seems to be a good um, question because like I, I the only thing that I really go off is my own personal anecdote, like, you know, like what I used to eat before I worked out and stuff. And like, yeah. uh, again, I think that'd be a good guide for people out there that if, what should you eat before you work out? The answer to all questions. It depends. It depends. Yeah. It, depends. it freaking Austin depends. Austin gets so mad when I say that. Yes, but it's right. But I it's want so true. rigid rules. Let Five me give you scenarios. Rules. Let me give you scenarios because how you eat for a morning workout, like an early morning workout compared to a noon mm -hmm. workout compared to a, a late evening workout is going to be so different. Right. Um, I think I'm going to just generalize, but most people have like early morning workout um, so that we can kind of run into the issue of do you wake up a little bit earlier, compromise some of that sleep to eat? Because like no one's going to wake up three hours before a 6 a.m. practice to like make sure right. that they're feeling right. Like that's um, ridiculous. Some, some crazy people would. Oh, my God. Not me, though. Yeah, we can't me. be friends. Not me. I love to sleep. <laughs> I, I <laughs> um, 
<laughs> but in that instance, like I actually just had this this week um, where someone had an early morning workout and instead of no food, I had them have like orange juice or apple juice. I didn't really care which kind of juice, but some sort mm-hmm. of juice. That way we get that immediate carb source, um, that readily available source of fuel. And that way you can utilize that during practice versus going off of, let's say, a 12 hour fast. Like you sleep um, and then think about like the last time you had food before you went to bed um that whole time you haven't been eating and so you're kind of relying on those survival energy stores versus just having a glass of juice before you know right after you brush your teeth or something while you're getting ready and then that way it's all processed and that way you can utilize that um for your workout if you're having a afternoon workout i would definitely make sure that you get your breakfast in um whether that be like at least four hours before so that's just a typical like balance meal. Um, It has some sort of carbs. It has some sort of protein, some sort of fat. If we're lucky, some sort of vegetable or fruit in there for health reasons. Austin's like, absolutely not. Get that color away from me. (laughs) Exactly. It's not as tan. He's difficult. That's uh, oh that's gosh. how I live my life. He's difficult. <laughs> but at least you told me you did eat broccoli, though. So that's not that I do. difficult. I eat broccoli, and I'll. I, the thing is texture. I'm not a. I'm not. It's not like it's a taste thing. It's all texture. So like, I don't do let. Like, I don't do salad because mm-hmm. the texture of lettuce fucks with me. I what don't about, like, like spinach. It. I blend it up in a shake. Okay, but like a that? spinach salad is like no. a no go. Uh-uh. No. I actually once a year. This is a fun story for some MPI people, chiropractors. Once a year, I go to a seminar in Whitefish, Montana. Best seminar ever. Fantastic. Great time, except for lunch at the seminar, because the guy that's putting it on buys everybody a meal and he's a health nut. So I have to have salad one time a year. And every single time the guy that puts it on texts my fiance and says, it's with a picture of me eating salad. Says you're welcome. (laughs) Every time this is four years straight. He's done it. He's saving your life right there. You've had four salads. In my entire life. In my entire life. Like you don't like you're good from COVID, by the way. Like because you've had four salads, like you're so immune. Like you're good. (laughs) All the antioxidants is beautiful. Yes, all the antioxidants, (laughs) all the anti-inflammatories. You are good to go. It's enough for a lifetime. A lifetime. (laughs) Oh my god. Um. Anyway, let's get back to this. I like you, Christina. You you. you reaffirm all my bullshit. I appreciate that. That's what I'm here for. Yeah. Yes. People don't like me until later, until personal, afterwards. Personal hype woman. Oh, yes. New job. That could. So we just that got something nutrition. you don't need, Austin. Yeah. You don't need no. that at all. We just got nutritionists in our Instagram bio. You can add personal hype woman. Yeah. And coach. Yeah. And yeah, coach. Yeah. There Absolutely. you go. Hashtag Bosu balls. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> we love them. Yes. Do squats on them. Um, anyway. Jumping squats. <laughs> I want to ask, and this is kind of sending the record straight for me, too. And I, what I've traditionally thought, and I'm sure it's messy because everything with the body and biology and physiology is messy. But when I think about like energy systems, I think about like you have your high intensity energy system, you have your um, aerobic base, everything's moving at the same time, right? Everything's moving kind of simultaneously, even though we're emphasizing one or the other. Is that how your body uses like carbs and fats? Are they both being utilized and just one's emphasized or um, is it pretty much exclusively one or the other? So it's, it's never, well, I never want to say never, because there's always gonna be some random scenario out there. But for most people, um, 
you're going to be utilizing both sources mm-hmm. at a time. Yeah. Um, I don't remember if it's you guys who said this or maybe someone else I listened to, um, but they were saying how like if you play baseball, for example, like you're not always just anaerobic, like you're not always just um, just swinging balls, like you're you're standing there on the field and like so there's like a sort of like mix between things, and mm-hmm. it's the same thing with your nutrition too. Like yeah. when you utilize your fuel source, it's not it's not quite as simple as like turning a switch like yeah there is a crossover point but both sources are going to be utilized at the same time which is why it's so important to have balance in your diet like we need those carbs we need those fats we need those proteins we also need those vegetables um we need all of these things to help provide that substrate for us to utilize for energy yeah amazing yeah (laughs) great um so something i want to i just want to hear what you have to say about a lot. I know a lot of people recently have been doing intermittent fasting. <laughs> it, it hit the scene, what, like four years ago, popularly. And now mm-hmm. everybody, including high performance athletes that have to spar that morning, uh, are doing this intermittent fasting and it's causing like fasted sparring, if you will. Mm-hmm. Can you just touch on a little bit of the science behind intermittent fasting? Do you like it? Do you dislike it? Obviously it's going to be, it depends. So but I know you already answered your own question, (laughs) which I like, which I like. He already Um, knows more about nutrition, just being in your presence. He's a nutritionist. What can I say? What can (laughs) I say? (laughs) Certified. Certified nutritionist. Um, Yes, it definitely depends. I think just like with a lot of things, the ideology behind intermittent fasting is correct. I think just people, whack people like to take it way too far. Um, you know, there is a benefit to fasting. So for example, if you snack every hour of the day, your body does not get that opportunity to rest and digest. So as we switch into different systems, so your autonomous, auto, oh my God. Autonomic. Autonomic. I'm like Lily having a brain fart, I'm like yeah. an automobile You're... system. <laughs> I, yep, that's, yeah, we have at least two or three per episode. It's like my mouth won't work. It's, I don't know what's happening. Uh, we'll call it your auto system. And then yeah. you have your parasympathetic system. Yeah. And digestion happens under your parasympathetic system. And we need that, like, when you're digesting all of these now other signals are sent and you're like, okay, it's time to rest. That's why after Thanksgiving dinner, you tend to feel very sleepy because you just had a big meal. However, if we're constantly snacking throughout the day and I'm saying like every hour or just mindless snacking or just you're sitting at your desk and you're having something here and there, your body is constantly eating food and it's triggering this autonomic automobile, auto, whatever (laughs) system. And so now your body can't, rest you know um so the idea behind fasting allowing your body to kind of like cleanse itself out does make sense and does have some you know some ideology behind it but we also have to think about our athletes and they're so special and they hear this enough so i say it (laughs) cautiously but they are very very special and they like to be told so and yes you're just god you're just so brave for getting up in the morning i'm so proud of you (laughs) Um, no, but they really, they truly are special. I mean, their whole life is dedicated to being physical. Um, and on top of that, all of these other life considerations they have to handle too, like their bills, like who would ever think about that? Um, not and me. so not yeah. mm, God. Back adulting. Season. adulting is the word. Yeah. <laughs> I want to just be an athlete. Dad. I just want to be a kid again. Yeah. If yeah. you ask me, please. please. But like, 
the fact that they have to do all of these physical things and their job depends on them being physical because if they're not optimally physical, someone else will be. Um, <laughs> they definitely need the fuel source. And there has been studies done, I forget by who, but um, I do remember reading them. Studies done on intermittent fasting, basically no breakfast in athletes. And there have been shown to have decreased performance, decreased endurance, decreased power, um, as well as some like they feel less good whenever they don't have breakfast. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's really, really important to note that, yeah, like fasting does have some logic behind it, but we have seen that breakfast does not, breakfast, not having breakfast does not help. So I wish that people would maybe take the juice idea, you know, maybe you're not having real, real solid food, but you're having some sort of energy um, to just kind of top off that energy store, then you can, you can eat you know, outside of your window. People are like, oh, I'm going to have my coffee, but like that's not considered a food. So I'm still fasting. I'm like, what? Like you can't like keep making exceptions and like, say, you're like, oh yeah, I'm going to have like this bar, but like I'm still fasting because it's like, and you're like, <laughs> what's going on? Make up um, your own rules. Right, right. Um, and so that's, do you want to follow a trend? Like, do you want to have something that's tied to a label and that you can say, oh, like I do intermittent fasting. Like okay, you're, God bless. Like you're so <laughs> yeah. amazing. Yeah. It's, or, like the keto, it's like the keto people. Right. Oh, right. And like they're definitely people ever. Yeah. Anyone. Um, I, I mean, I bet you see it, you know, in your field too, you have like functional strength and then you have like bench squat deadlift people and you have like Olympic mm. lifters and they're all like their own like rah, rah. Clicks. 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 Oh, clicks. clicks. Mean girls. <laughs> Just about to say that. Oh, let's go. Damn, you let's beat go. me to it. Dad jokes. Uh, oh, man. Austin <laughs> Alex was a mean is like, girl. get me out of here. <laughs> Austin was a mean girl for sure. Really? In high school. Oh yeah. Oh. oh my god, he totally was. Look at that. Kinda, yeah, look at him. Not a struggle to deny it. Struggle to deny it. Please. Kind of hurts me to have to actually think about that. <laughs> no, there's Wait, no video. Did you guys on go to the same high school? No. Wait, I'm okay. That's in I, college. Okay, yeah, that's what I thought, but I was like, wait, yeah. hold on a second. Uh, we were roommates and best yeah. friends. Yikes. <laughs> yeah, I had I to know. put up with him all the time. <laughs> so. Hey, easy. Easy over there. And during weight cuts too, which is definitely not the happiest time. No. I was I was the best weight cutter. I never really got I you know that. I never you, really got bad. You locked yourself in your room and ate Starbucks. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's true. That was how I cut weight, by the way. Again, that's Starburst. Nice. Starburst. I would just have like, I would have one peanut butter sandwich a day and then just have like two packs of Starburst throughout the day and just water. And that's what oh I would have. Oh my God. Oh my God. It's like no one out there. nightmare. That is literally like, I, I don't even, I don't even know what to say. <laughs> no. Yeah. There's, it was literally a peanut butter sandwich. If I'm, if I'm a little bit closer to weight. So like within 12 pounds in the week, then I would have chicken and rice one night and all the other days was just starbursts and peanut butter no dude. no other meals no not dude, really. christina at, at the pi and like i'm sure like the people that you work with are, are well informed but like you've seen the best of the best of cutting weight like That's you true. get in you get into high school you get into you know low level d3 college cutting weight like it's it's hey, a massacre out there man mid-level <laughs> d3 college all right good good job austin <laughs> um but no it's 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 uh it's risky out there it's a it's a dangerous business lots of lots of so the thing i'm sure if you were you've worked with wrestlers too you know that 
laxatives are huge in that world. Sauna suits are huge in that world. The whole spectrum of like the eating disorders are basically just self-induced. So it's mm-hmm. like, it gets, it gets pretty bad. <laughs> like there's yeah. some, there's some bad shit out there for that teammates tell teammates to do. Yeah. Well, and there's actually been a lot of research done on that. And I know because I, I researched kind of wait. For is, it cause, is it cause you're smart? Uh, uh, probably, you know, <laughs> without sounding pretentious, I'm very smart. <laughs> <laughs> The going out of the Austin book there. Um, but uh, cutting weight is like by and large informed by teammates and coaches, like you know, people that have no qualification, people that just, again, focus on getting it done. And this is how we've done it. We survived. So do what we say. Right. And even though, you know, every research article you ever see says avoid this behavior or consult a dietitian, a, phys- a physician to help you with this, like that's not what happens at all. Right. And I feel like no physician wants to focus on that. Yeah, you know, exactly. it's so. like the physicians are like, Oh, go back to your coach. Exactly. And you're like, just mm-hmm. kind of stuck in this wheel of poor. And that's why I'm so on board with what you were saying earlier is like every, you know, combat sport uh, wrestling team should have a registered dietitian should have a performance um, dietitian that they, they can readily use and avail and is available. Like just if nothing else to educate athletes on how much this affects your performance. Yeah. Well, and not even, so not even professional. I think it might almost be better to get it into every university because if you could teach people younger in their career, like think about somebody going to the NFL, think about somebody going to the NBA or going to be an Olympic wrestler. Yeah. If you could teach them when they're 18 to 22 and teach them how to do it right, that sets the rest of their career up career up for success. It doesn't even have to be on the back end in the pros. Obviously, you'd want it to be both, but I think a good step would be colleges first. Yeah, it's like taking preventative action, preventative actions versus being reactive, yeah. saying, "Oh shit, we already messed up on all these people. Let's try and fix them." <laughs> versus like, "Oh, everyone is already coming in, like well hydrated or well fed." You know, strange. <laughs> that's what we do in America. Weird. Reactive. God, yeah, this is what we're. That's what we're best at. Mm, yes, yes, yeah. yes. We don't yes. prevent around here. No, exactly. That does not make the money. Mm -mm. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I I think it's definitely I think that can be applied for anything, though, like really targeting these youth athletes and getting them laying down a real strong foundation, whether that be in their movement, whether that be in their nutrition, their stress. Kids are so stressed these days. I don't get it. Like they're literally like, oh, my God, like my, you know, my TikTok didn't get as many likes. And I'm like, what? Like, shouldn't you be like baking cookies with your friends? First, I'm like, first thing is like, oh, what's TikTok? And then after that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, these kids are so stressed. And like, you also have to consider all these things, too. They're basically like mini adults now. It's getting kind of scary. Absolutely. Like, yeah, I think that like the society that the kids are raised in, I mean, and like, I'm not that far removed. So it's like, you know, you're the superstar, you're the athlete, you are the person being served all the time as a kid. And it's like, you grow up, it's like, why, why aren't I still the star of the show? Like, and I think people have a very hard time understanding or like, especially kids who have no reference to that. Like, how do you differentiate that? I'm still the star of the show. <laughs> That's where Austin's at too. That's where I'm going to stay, Alex. Yeah. Alex is a dad. Alex is like, come on, kids. I, um, I know. That's, that's basically, yeah. That's our relationship. It's a nice way to say, yes, that, I, that I'm, yeah, quote unquote, mature, <laughs> mature. Mature. Uh, <laughs> whatever uh, you say. Yeah. Sounds I true. think I remember um, 
I believe some of the D1 colleges have dietitians on staff okay. that are available to their wrestlers, but I'm not sure if it's exclusive. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and I know that uh, one of my clients who I spoke with did have a dietitian on staff, but sometimes they they just don't know about the weight cutting process. So gotcha. they're still stuck in like more of like think of like off camp nutrition, like general nutrition, yeah. general fueling. And there's a very specific mechanism to a weight descent and they're not, they just haven't had that experience yet or haven't looked into it yet. And so for them, it's just like a normal weight loss, but weight loss isn't like a weight descent. Yeah. Um, so I think right. there's, there's, we're in this weird transition where it's like, oh yeah, like we should probably utilize these dietitians who are interested in sports and performance um, and getting them on board, not only on the college side, maybe also the youth side as well, but also within very specific sports stuff. Cause I'll be honest, like basketball baseball football soccer like yeah there are specific nutrition needs for each sport but like weight cutting is like its whole separate thing you know what i mean <laughs> it's its own sport yes. it's its own sport <laughs> but it's not like oh wrestling is kind of similar to swimming like no yeah. but like you can compare like swimming running um you know track and field all the endurance ones together you can kind of pair like shot put and baseball and yeah. whatever like you can kind of pair those together you can kind of picture um, put like your mixed sports together too and all their nutrition needs are kind of the same because like from a nutrition and energy standpoint it's like they run a lot or they do a lot of power movements and you're like okay these are some differences blah 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 in their environment but like wrestling and weight cutting it's like completely different there's no other camp that it falls into mm -hmm. um and so yes like we do need dietitians for all of those different sports obviously but there is like a why aren't people getting into this i find it fascinating i was never a wrestler i thought wrestlers were weird <laughs> yeah all the wrestlers at my school were yep, you or like, everyone else yep yeah like really <laughs> weird i'm like why are they talking about their weight so much i'm like why are they so small like why yeah. why do they wear like really tight clothing Yep. Their gay, like, I don't get it. Uh, why <laughs> do they wear these like giant headphones like I'm currently wearing right now? Like just so strange as like a singlets 16... are a little bit singlets are comfier than you'd expect. Really? Singlets no. are awesome. They're what? not. Alex is lying. They're not comfy. I wouldn't say that, but I, I don't know. I always got felt badass wearing singlet. Eh, weird. weird. Eh. <laughs> it was really bad when you had like the they have we had like a white singlet. Yeah. And then um, I'm about I'm almost pale, like I'm almost yeah. see-through, like translucent. <laughs> So that just didn't work. Yeah, yeah you, yeah, no, yeah, you would not wear like baseball pants look so comfortable. Like that's something, you know yeah. what I mean? But like, yeah. yeah, I think they do. I mean, I don't know. I'm wearing, I'm wearing like joggers right now, so I really can't complain. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I was never a wrestler by any means, but it's just such a fascinating population in my head, in my mm -hmm. mind, and like. Okay. Like I told you, my brother has is getting his PhD in math. Like I come from a very um, brain savvy family and all of this curiosity. And so I got really curious about weight cutting and weight athletes. And I had no exposure until the UFC. And I was like, this is amazing. Like these are creatures and I love yeah. them so much. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And I, and I think going along your with weird uh, wrestler idea, I think a wrestler that's called a creature is, is probably taking that as a compliment. I, I i took that really as yeah oh yeah oh again odd yeah. but yeah i don't know and this you know, we're different for sure um mm -hmm. but like going back to your point about every sport 
is at a university level should have a sports dietitian like and maybe this is the pessimist in me or like being exposed to a couple different collegiate settings is like if i know a, a sports medicine department at a college it's like it's not well funded unless it's a football department or a basketball department and what you're going to get is a sports dietitian that's assigned eight different teams and has oversight over 700 different athletes and does their best right? You're just spinning your wheels going back and forth. And if that person has not had ever any sport with a weight or has any experience with a weight descent or college wrestling, like they're going to get talking to a wrestling team and they're going to get in front of them. And this is what a, uh, excuse me, this is an anecdote that Clint shared with me. It's like they had a sports RD walk in and say, cutting weight is unhealthy. Don't cut weight to a bunch of division one wrestlers <laughs> that's been cutting weight for 15 years. Right? Like, automatically lost all credibility. Like we're not going to talk to you or use you. Right. So it's just, I think that's a hard arena to, you know, plot somebody in or, or or make it just like bureaucratically. I think Um, there's a lot of politics. There's a lot of, how do we get, athletic director how do we get funding um because no one like like you said big football like ton of money ton of um like tickets but not necessarily the same for wrestling and so like if wrestling is not generating revenue like why are they going to bring on an additional like budget Mm-hmm. what's it called like someone who's who salary. needs money it's a salary yeah. thank you uh, <laughs> again brain fart thank you uh, but like why is why is the purpose of doing that and so that's where i find that like it's really easy for pretty much all professions to kind of get in this la la land of like oh if we did this like we would really serve our clients the best but we really have to consider a lot of the um upper level decisions that have to be made as well as the cultural things like you said some people like maybe in the wrestling community it's like dietitians or people who i don't know like tell you to eat vegetables all day well there are certain times in your weight cut where like you're not supposed to have vegetables because that fiber helps add mass to your weight and you're trying to lose weight um but are we saying never have vegetables no it's like a very delicate process um and so i think potentially there could also be a lack of buy-in from the athletes themselves until they have a good experience um so whenever like I don't remember if I told you, but um, I had an athlete told me that he had a bad experience with his dietitian. And I was like, we're changing that. Like that can't happen Mm -hmm. because our field, especially in sports is so new that like we cannot leave a bad impression. And I feel like a lot of, unfortunately, a lot of dietitians do. That's why I review everyone's resume. If I have an intern or a student or something, I will literally take time of my day to review their resumes because I'm like, you cannot have a two page resume. You can't like this looks terrible. Like fix this because we need <laughs> yeah. to have a good impression on everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. No, and like yeah. I feel like similar vibes with strength and conditioning, right? Is like when we're trying to promote the sports performance into every atmosphere, into every sport or whatever, and and the only person that does strength and conditioning is this football big giant loudmouth that comes in and yells at everybody it's like how is that gonna you know forward our you know our actual service to the athlete you know it's not so it's it's a it's definitely a growing type of insight especially with sports dietitian like you're talking about yeah, and strength and conditioning too. Like, give yourself yeah. some credit. And the fact is that, and eh, <laughs> nobody cares about healthcare. That's awesome. fine. You're fine. I He's that weird kid in... that doesn't eat vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's no, just I'm, just, I'm just agreeing with you guys. You guys are shitting on me for no reason. <laughs> I'm about to agree. I don't want to agree yourself. anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but I was just raising my hand. I'm like, I still have chiropractors that say that subluxations cause cancer. So I think I win here, guys. <laughs> 
Well, <laughs> you want to go down that route. Like, you want to start comparing shit things that people say. Yeah. I have the biggest shit bag in my profession. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Well, I mean, we can all we can all say, you know, who has it worse. No. But. Um, but I I love what you're saying because I personally that's why not why I'm always I'm always gonna have a shitty diet. But I have had people it's unacceptable. No, that's fine. We're we're here now. Um, but I've had a, like I did have a bad experience. Like when I had somebody try to talk to me about nutrition, like they told me immediately to take out all the foods I li- like, all of them, every single food I liked, and to just have salad. And that was my first experience with somebody that tried to legitimately. That was my first experience with somebody that tried to change my diet. And I'm like, well, fuck this guy. Like, mm-hmm. I'm like, I think I was like 14 at the time or something like that. And it was a strength coach that knew a, a little bit about nutrition. And he a basically. Nutritionist. Exactly. Mm, a nutritionist. <laughs> <laughs> so he told me, he's like, well, you got to do this, this, and this. You can't have chicken fingers anymore, which that was a, that's a sin. Um, and then. I love chicken fingers. Exactly. But he's telling I'm me more of just a nuggets have... girl. Like I like the smaller mm. ones. Have you ever yeah, been, you've been to white? Oh, you're from, you're in Chicago. You've been to white yeah. castle. You ever had chicken rings? <laughs> you're right. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's what Austin gets off. On Why would you promote oh. white castle? That's like, I'm I had sorry. it for lunch. Oh, my God. oh, oh, this is a level. Oh, this is the level of tan we are talking about. Okay. Yes. yes. They have, they're the only place that has cheese fries at a now you like understand why we now you understand why we shy away so much from <laughs> <nutrition> <laughs> and dietetics. um fuck you guys made me lose my train of thought yeah what were you talking about austin i don't know you're talking about Must... your bad experience with uh, oh yeah 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 so uh, like my my immediate thing he told me to take away all the all my good food and i'm like well fuck this guy like i'm 14 at the time like i can do it myself i'm not gonna be, if i if i'm not gonna be able to have the mouth pleasure that is a chicken tender uh like fuck this guy mm-hmm. yeah i love chicken tenders yeah. i actually recommended them to one of my college athletes because think about it they have like a micro fridge like those mini fr- do you remember those days mm-hmm. are you oh <laughs> don't miss that and like living with a roommate right. all those dorms dorms oh my god communal showers let's no, keep going guys <laughs> yeah awful just experience. um no but like that's you know, when you have limited resources, you have to depend on some of these items like chicken fingers. Like, mm-hmm. sure, yeah. would it be nice to have, you know, panko crusted chicken breasts put in the air fryer, like do all of these wonderful things. And yeah. like, sure. But in the reality, like, I'd rather you have chicken fingers and nothing at all. Yeah. Don't take that. Don't yeah. run with that. I'm going, I am going to, but not because of you. I was going to do it anyways. (laughs) But that really, that really frustrates me because that's why I get so irked privately about the like nutritionist versus the dietitian thing is because like people will associate the two together. And once they have a bad experience with someone who may know something about nutrition, they don't want to talk to anyone ever again. And that includes all the people that can help them too. And it's like, there's, there was damage done to the advice that that person gave you and there's no repercussion from it which means that they could be spreading that information to i mean you were really young at the time so that scares me even more uh, uh, i had a, you know, i just i had an early injury i, I never i didn't eat vegetables i had <laughs> early injuries to my knees all these different things and at my everybody just saw my diet was the main thing so they, they're like oh this guy knows about it he owns a gym He's a decent trainer and he told me about yeah. nutrition and that's, that's how that but happened. The main I feel like that happens for, to a lot of people too. 
Absolutely. And the main thing for injury and nutrition is one, make sure you're getting enough calories. If you take away all the foods that you like, you're not getting enough calories. Like it's just, there's no other way to get calories in besides food. Could I be wrong on that? I'm not sure. Um, But let's just say in in mainstream language, there's no other way to get calories in besides food. And if someone takes all of that away, hell no, like you're not going to recover because you don't have the fuel you need in order to make those little repairs to whatever injury that you had it doesn't matter we can worry about your macronutrient breakdown your micronutrients afterwards but if you're not getting enough calories in that's probably why you didn't recover yeah i mean you can't that's speculation by the way (laughs) i mean probably but you can't solve a problem that you don't have right if you're, you're trying to worry about macronutrient absorption micronutrients and everything like that like if it's not there, you can't do anything about it, right? So it's like, right. it's definitely so. Um, yeah. But no, I think that's a good consideration. Yeah, it sucks. So I'm sorry you had that experience. No, it's, like I said, I was no matter who talks to me, I was still going to eat chicken fingers. But like it, it things like I, I just don't want kids like me in the future because that just sets you up for failure. That sets you yeah. up for a decreased performance. That sets you up if you do want to be a UFC fighter in your future. Mm-hmm. Probably ain't going to get there if you can't eat right. 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 So going off of that, Christina, I wanted to quick get a, a kind of a lightning round or a speed round with you and just, I mean, just general Ooh. questions. Um, and you cannot use the words, it depends. I'm done. <laughs> cut it. Just kidding. Editing, but, team, uh, editing team, cut this out. We are not doing this anymore. <laughs> yeah. AKA Austin. Austin. Um, <laughs> but no, just uh, give me the best succinct answer that you have and okay. uh, we'll go on. So, um, I'll start off with some easy ones, brown or white rice. God, uh, that is the ultimate, it depends. That is the (laughs) ultimate, it depends. I'm going to say white rice. Okay. Um, protein shakes or no. (laughs) I hate this game. I am not having fun. (laughs) Um, none. Okay. Um, should I do the ketogenic diet? No. Easy. (laughs) Um, should I do the carnivore diet? No. <laughs> is nutrition on training days different than nutrition on recovery days? Yes. Uh, is a precision nutrition certification enough to perform nutritional consults? Ooh, that's a no. rough one. That's kind know, of mean. Right? That's so mean. It depends. I'm sorry. I said it. I said it. No, no, she, said no. I used, she said I no. I used my wild card. It on the record. I did say no. I did say no. I did okay. say no. I'd rather be skeptical. No. Okay. So we kind of hit on this one already, but like breakfast or no before you work out? Oh yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of running out. You got any awesome? Just can you elaborate more on reco- like how the diet? And obviously, it depends, right? That's the main answer. But how a standard diet would change between, say, you have a sparring day or a rest day, if you will. Is this also lightning round? Because that is really no. hard to do. No, 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 no. I just we'll, we'll you, had ta- you had talked yes. about it, and it, it piqued my. <laughs> it just piqued my interest when when you said yes, and I knew. I'm sure. I I know there's small things, but what what are some of the main stuff? Yeah. Um. So the main culprit here is going to be um your changes in your carbs and your changes in your fruits and your vegetables. So let's take okay. any other person out there besides Austin who is like willing to have like a fruit or like a vegetable (laughs) just like so revolutionary (laughs) Um, but on your training days we want to have 
more carbs because kind of like what I said before, you utilize it right then and there during your training. Um, so it makes sense to have your carbs. We can't just keep adding everything because otherwise your meal gets too big. So in order to accommodate for that increase in carbohydrates, we need to decrease some of your fruits and vegetables, which I mean, it could be a good thing for you um, where just to make room on our plate or in our bowl, like we can't have that many vegetables because we need to make space for the carbs. Let's say for general reasons your protein stays the same in both days which i know is surprising because most people think i just need to chug four scoops of protein after my workout dry, dry scoops no water oh <laughs> what's okay i have That's a lightning true, round me too. Yeah. i have a All lightning right. round four All scoops right. of dry protein or white castle <laughs> oh god can oh, i do no. both no. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's just, that's Austin's nutrition for a day right there. <laughs> Can I pick Portillos as a as a write-in? Yes, I love Portillos. Highly recommend. Wait, what do they you have get there? Di- uh, big beef dipped, no peppers, large cheese fry, large root beer. Sometimes a cake shake instead. Cake shakes are bomb. Have you had the vanilla cake shake? No, I, I thought they-, they only had chocolate. No, so last year I, they might just be a like a Christmas thing or like a holiday thing, but they made a a golden cake shake is what they call it or something like that. It was fire, That's all great. of the fire emojis. Sounds great. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, that was like very urgent. Um, back to recovery versus <laughs> training days. You just have one cake shake before your workout, and you'll just be like ready to go. You're just going to be tumbling over and over. Like you're just going to be a tumbleweed. Oh yes. You you guys laugh, but I do great. <laughs> Had some of my best matches after Dunkin' Donuts. Okay. I'm going to be real honest with you guys. It's scary. Um, but anyway, so let's say protein stays the same throughout the day um, for both days. You, the biggest changes are going to be the increase in your carbs during the um, sparring day, and then you have to decrease some of your vegetables. And then on your rest days, we really have the opportunity to take advantage of having a lot of vegetables on your plate. In addition, you don't really need as much energy, as much calories, because you are resting. You do need energy, of course, uh, but you just don't need as much because it's not as intense as your activity day. So we have that opportunity to really bulk up on the fruits and the vegetables. Think of your salads. Think of like veggie soups and things like that. Um, Roasted broccoli. I know that's one vegetable that we can tolerate around here, Um, but really increasing that. So that way we can get some of those big buzzwords here, anti-inflammatories, antioxidants. We get your vitamins and minerals in to allow your body to make the little repairs it needs to make and because you've taken on a lot of stress from the training day. Um, And so, yes, we need to physically rest, but we need to fuel our body for those recovery days as well, too. Um, So we decrease the carbs a little bit, increase the vegetables, keep the protein the same. This would be a really great opportunity to include some of your healthy fats as well. Like I mentioned before, like we were talking about fat burning versus carb burning, a really great opportunity to get those in because you're not really sparring and you're not really doing anything too intense so you are able to kind of let that digest for longer very complete answer (laughs) um i wanted to hit on kind of one more big uh ticket item and i know we've we've had you here for about an hour 15 so we won't take up all of your night um but big ticket i just keep rolling i just i thought it was like 10 minutes only (laughs) you're right i'm i'm fun um (laughs) supplements uh, I know it's a huge, huge topic. And uh, I mean, as a strength conditioning coach, that's what, that's what I get versed in. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but specifically for MMA and, and any, I guess, performance in general, 
supplements would you recommend them which ones um how much and and i guess what what is your background and stance with all of the performance supplements can i give my blanket answer absolutely yep it depends (laughs) (laughs) well it really does it really does because every single athlete is going to be different and every sport is going to be different so it truly does depend um I think supplements can certainly be used for Mm -hmm. advantageous benefits um, because there are just some things that we cannot get enough of in food. And remember, our athletes are super special, super, super special. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And they they have to basically go through a lot of oxidative stress through all of that physical exertion on their body. You know, when they're hitting the gym, when they're sparring, um, that's stress and that's oxidation and that's inflammation. Um, and those are things that we want to try and manage. Um, and supplements can really help out with that. Yeah. The biggest thing I would say for athletes and supplements is making sure that it is third party certified. Um, So basically what you have to do for that is you go to GNC and you go to the biggest guy there. And then you're like, Hey, what do you take? And then (laughs) he hands you a syringe. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. We go to the back. You go to the back. (laughs) Side note. I just watched, um, trafficked. That's a show on Hulu and they had one on performance enhancing drugs and, they were talking about all again, like the meathead steroids, right? It's yeah. literally like cooked in an underground lab, just oh like God. like illegal drugs are, but it's just like PDs. It's crazy. It's um, nuts. So no, that was a very interesting episode. Anyway, besides I'll have to watch it. Besides that, third party uh, tested. Yeah. So I would definitely make sure that your your supplements are third party tested, so that way mm-hmm. they're not cooked in a meth lab. Um, Perfect. It's great. Just like little things, you know, like yeah. maybe not pet to- like testing positive for a drug, like oh God. maybe competing, like, I don't know, just like small, eh, small, small little things. Especially like, if you live in Russia, small issues. <laughs> oh, <gosh>. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I hope Putin's not hearing this. Shot, yeah, shots, shots fired. <laughs> I hope he is. <laughs> What's up, Putin? Good to see you, lad. <laughs> yeah, right. If he's listening to our podcast, he's missed something, right? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. Um, But yeah, definitely third party tested. So the biggest one I would say is probably like NSF certified. That's the most well known one Mm -hmm. Um, informed choice or USP if it's just a single nutrient like a calcium or like an iron or something like that. Um, I think people and this is a general statement can be really dumb when it comes to supplements. Supplements will make a claim and everyone's like, we need to have it. Mm-hmm. increase energy all your b vitamins we need to have it well it's like you get enough through the grains that you eat in your typical diet they're like nope mm-hmm. we need extra extra means more and more energy and it's like well you just pee out the ones that you don't use when you consume an excess and like nope like we need more and yeah. so i think people can kind of like a lot of people tend to be very irresponsible consumers in that regards when it comes to supplements like there's there's like this magic like people the smartest people become so dumb when it comes to supplements for some reason. And so I encourage people to always be skeptical. And this includes things like your vitamins, your proteins, um, as well as your energy drinks too. So don't forget like your Red Bulls, those, that is NSF certified. Hey, you are a, yes. That's another staple of the Austin diet. Watch it. (laughs) (laughs) Always rather have coffee, but if you need to have a Red Bull and not, don't have a bang, please. It's it's already have at least 20 gallons in my system. Okay, no one listened to him. Yeah, that, that's what that's what I've been saying, right? That's what I've been saying. For the rest of this podcast. Life. Is it crazy that I, somehow somebody gave me a doctorate? <laughs> yeah. Oh god. Where's you, mine? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, 
it's coming. No, um, but yeah, I would definitely say third-party tested. Um, don't be an idiot when it comes to supplements. Like, think them mm-hmm. through. And if anything, you can always ask someone. Um, let's say if someone came up to you, Alex, like you would refer out. You know what I mean? So if, yeah. I, if someone can't answer your question directly, let's just hope that they're going to refer you out to someone that would yeah. that would help. Nice. In regards uh, to, I'm sorry, sorry, go ahead. No, you're good. You're you're okay. you're. It's our show. Remember. This Always. is my show. <laughs> um, no, but in regards to like specific blanket statements, um, as for like recommendations, ones that I typically give out is vitamin D because I live in Chicago. We mm-hmm. don't have sun around here. You know, there's like quite literally a line in the U.S. where it's like if you're above this line, you're likely to be vitamin D deficient. Um and as someone who has never lived in the South before, like <laughs> I can pretty much stop laughing. <laughs> you Arizona, can come to Scottsdale whenever. Arizona, it is sunny as <laughs> I like. Right? What? That's crazy. Um, no, but vitamin D is definitely really important. Um, we want to have that. It's been shown to like help, um, like protect also like your brain health as well as like your mood. Um, it's like seasonal depression, vitamin D. Um, You're missing the biggest one. It. it- Kills the coronavirus. Yeah. Oh, God. Have you ever listened to Joe Rogan? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Listen, if it gets people to take their vitamin D, that's fine. Like, I, I have enough things to deal with. Like, it's fine. Whatever. We're getting on our nerves now, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, how do you feel about fish oil? I love it. Just make sure that it is third party tested. Um, I find that a lot of people, uh, a lot of companies actually recommend fish oil. Like, um, you're getting like a lot of these personalized supplements lately. I don't know if you've seen that. Trend. Yeah, I've, I've seen that. And they put your name on it and everything. Ooh, it has your uh, name on it. Mm. I know. They're cool. Mm. So cool. Um, but they often have lower doses. So it's kind of like there's a dose response situation. So similar to pretty much anything with a dose response. Like you could do one bicep curl, but that doesn't mean it's going to stimulate growth. Right. Right. Am hey, I speaking your language? Hey, hey, there we go. Hey, hey. Hey. Adaptation. Yeah. Yep. Come, um, come find me. I'll be your. I'll be your um, training coach. There you go. Uh, you lost it with training coach. Um, <laughs> um, so I want to cover myself because I. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't pretend to know a lot about supplements, but I, I've researched them and I did a International Society of Sports Nutrition. Um, I've been through some of their certification type of stuff, but um, stuff that I've always kind of relied on and has been, I think, tested very well is like. Creatine, caffeine, mm-hmm. and a multivitamin. Are those yeah, yeah, just solid blanket? Solid. Not going to be bad for anybody's performance. Well, anybody is a hard term, but yeah, those are in. Let's say in a blanket way, those yeah. are not bad. I would Good. not be like chasing you down and making sure that you're I'm not whacking anything out of your hand. Right. Um, no, those are all great. Creatine, like you said, creatine, um, caffeine. Which creatine, by the way? Do you know? I do creatine monohydrate. I mean, okay. Just your, NSF and any brand that's um, tested, but I don't, I shy away and I, I encourage a lot of people to shy away from like the multi-ingredient pre-workouts that have mm-hmm. proprietary blends and stuff. That's just, it's, it's the wild west out there with that but stuff. Mr. Hyde gets you jacked. What, what do we say about nobody listening to Austin <laughs> ever again? Yep. I like it. I concur. Um, yeah, no, I agree because especially with those multi-proprietary blends, herbal blends, things like that. Dose response. We don't know how much of each thing they're putting in there. And they can definitely cut ingredients, like cheap ingredients mixed with an expensive ingredient. Um, It's really freaking scary what some of these supplement companies will do. Um, Mm. They're a business, so they have to make money. They're not really necessarily keeping your health in mind. Um, 
And like caffeine would be a good example. So the NCAA has regulations against certain amount of caffeine level in your blood or Mm -hmm. no, whatever, whenever they test you, there's a certain amount that you can't go over. Um, And so if something says it has caffeine in it and you take it, but you don't know how exactly how much caffeine you're taking in, that can be really dangerous. Um, Mm -hmm. But caffeine on itself, like has been shown to have tremendous um, performance benefits uh, as well as creatine um, and multivitamin just for like general health. Yeah. Your general coverage of coverage. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Do you brands you like as far as supplements go? Um, Yeah. So one of the couple of them that stick out would probably be Thorn, which we use at the PI. Um, Clean Athlete with a K is all um, NSF certified. I'm trying to think about what other ones have. Um, Built by Strength is another company and they have protein powder, creatine, those two that I really like. Mm -hmm. They don't have um, any of like the other specific nutrients um and then as well as you know don't forget about like your brands that you can get at like target too um just as long as it's usp certified i believe nature made is usp certified for your like specific one vitamin um and then before you take off Mm -hmm. three sorry microphone three if you could just give general blanket tips for let's say a 40 year old purple belt that rolls jujitsu just a regular person Okay. Um, one, make sure you're drinking enough water. I think that's a huge one. Mm-hmm. We got to make sure that we stay hydrated no matter uh, what level of athlete that you are. Two, eat your vegetables, especially Shots as you get fired. older. I know. That's I know. Fired. Especially as you get older, um, you're kind of over that hill. <laughs> um, it's really important to to really get those vegetables in. And especially if it's like a 40 year old man, very stereotypical, they don't want to eat their vegetables. Um, But who ends up at those cardiac nutrition classes because they have a heart attack, 50 year old men. (laughs) (laughs) That don't eat their vegetables. (laughs) That don't eat their vegetables. And lo and behold, someone up there with the magical solution of eat your vegetables. And they're like, what? So yeah, start early at 40, eat your vegetables, <laughs> one a meal, like literally, I'll, I don't I'll care. <laughs> um, and then three, I would say eat breakfast. I would say eat breakfast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's beautiful. I like it. That's perfect. Yeah. Keep it at simple. But, now yeah. I'm thinking like, what's your lifestyle like? I'm like, how right. are your bowel movements? I'm like, <laughs> yeah. And that's always where my, go- my mind goes to. And again, I, try and stay out of it but it's like it's like what are behaviors that i can change rather than just like information that this athlete's going to tune out yeah we receive too much information just through life anyways so yeah yeah totally great yeah well thank you yeah thank you so much i had a wonderful time that was awesome i'm so so happy to be your first guest i'm honored I'm that honored that actually went awesome thank you i better put my face like on your wall I'll put, yeah, this is my yeah. office. It, there's yeah. no pictures up, just your face. Oh, just me. It's beautiful, yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> where can, if people want to reach out to you, where can they get a hold of you? Yeah, um, so I think probably the best way to get a hold of me, it's probably through Instagram, um, which I'm sure you'll probably tag me in, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Um, but it's at Christina Y2. And yeah, if you have any further questions, don't hesitate to reach out. I would say like, hey, I listened to this podcast. I have a further question versus yeah. like just asking me a question because that's like kind of, I'm like, 
shot in the dark yeah yeah like be be smart about it i'm just telling you this in, in um, advance but like be smart about it um but yeah i'm more than happy to answer any other questions i knew nutrition can be a tough field to navigate um but hopefully my job here is to make it just a little bit easier and you do you do do um remote nutrition consults yeah and, and i do Great. i have my special like platform and everything everything Beautiful. is all set up um it's hipaa compliant so you don't have to worry about patient privacy um and then i also if my clients want to um i can also like have access to your food so if you take pictures of your food i'll be able to see them which Great. has been amazing yeah that sounds awesome that's awesome yeah you're running well, it yeah. try it it's <laughs> great uh thank you so much for coming on of course um, you got anything else alex i would just say we appreciate everything i mean i know we got off the rails a few times but i mean i think it's all good information and we're just here to have a good time so not a long time <laughs> yeah right. i know i messed it up michael chandler big debut, <laughs> big debut last weekend but yeah, yeah. <laughs> thank you guys yeah definitely well as always this is building a fighter and we are out. Oh.